Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, September 18th, 2022. This service was recorded on September 11th, the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The lector is Lisa Farley. The accompanist is Pete Temple. Thank you to Paul and Linda Siebels for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of Paul's 70th birthday. Join us on our website at waynezine.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning on this 14th Sunday after Pentecost. What a joyous day. I've seen little ones all over carrying backpacks on their back. I'm excited as we gather together for worship. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin and receive your forgiveness to grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue with the Kyrie. You'll find this on page. Our service continues with the prayer of the day. You'll find this printed on the front cover of your Celebrate. Will you join with me? O oh God, overflowing with mercy and compassion, you lead back to yourself all those who go astray. Preserve your people in your loving care that we may reject whatever is contrary to you and may follow all things that sustain our life in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. May be seated. Let us receive God's word. The first reading is from Exodus 32, verses 7 through 14, with the following preface. While Moses is on Mount Sinai, the people grow restless and make a golden calf to worship. Today's reading shows Moses as the mediator between an angry God and a sinful people. Moses reminds God that the Israelites are God's own people and boldly asks for mercy for them. The reading. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf 
and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them, and of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, It was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 17, with the following preface. The letters to Timothy and Titus are called the pastoral epistles because they contain advice especially intended for leaders in the church. Here the mercy shown to Paul, who once persecuted the church, is cited as evidence that even the most unworthy may become witnesses to the grace of God. The reading. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Amen. Our service continues on page 188 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of this gospel. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they were grumbling. 
And they were saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that has lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when it comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 religious persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to invite uh, the children to come forward, if they could do that with me now. Come on up. Don't be shy. Glad to have you with us. Time to stretch our legs and come forward. Yeah. All right. Well, we're so glad that you're here. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, John, come on. Awesome. Here we are. I have to share with you one time. I hate to have my back to you all. Hey, thanks, Reagan. Wow, they're getting littler every time. Isn't that great? I have to share with you that uh, one time I was a young boy. Can you believe that? I've got gray hair now, and soon I'm going to be a grandfather, but I was a young boy, like young children like you, enjoyed life and playing, not worrying about things. But I have to tell you, when I was a young boy, I got lost. I got separated from my family. You know how I felt when I got separated? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I might even have cried. You sense that you don't know your whereabouts. Any other feelings? What might have I felt? Yeah. Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. Scared. Absolutely. Both of those things. Disappointed. Yeah. Maybe disappointed that mom and dad weren't there when I went the other way. And... Uh, being alone, I have to ask the question, are we ever really alone? Oh my goodness, you want to preach my sermon? That is awesome. That is awesome. God is always with us. Can you say that? God is always with us. And now let's say, God is always with me. God is always with me. Well, when I rejoined my family, finally, and I can't remember where it was when I was such a young boy and I got lost, but how did I feel when I saw my mom and dad's face again? Excited. I was excited. I was happy. I was relieved. What else? Overjoyed. Overjoyed. I love it. Phenomenal joy. We'll hear about that later. Phenomenal joy. And how does God feel when we've lost our way and we come back to him who never left us? You said God's with me always always. 
How does God feel when we come back to him? You're just on a roll. Let's go with it. Yes. Extremely happy. Yay! Jumping up and down. Yay! Yes! God is going to be happy. And uh, when we find our way back to God, as it is in the Old Testament, we have a God who loves us. And as our confirmants are going to learn today, that number one, Luther taught us about the gift of our faith is that we are to fear, to love, and to trust God above all things. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for these children. Thank you for never leaving them, that you are always present. And when we turn away from you and go another way, we know that you are sad in your heart, but you are always there. You are tenacious. And when, you come, when we come back to you, you have phenomenal joy, great and wonderful joy in your heart. Not only joy here on earth, but joy in heaven. Lord, thank you for loving and the joy you have in these children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for coming up. You did really well. Yes. All right. Thank you, thank you. All right. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> I'm going to learn. Don't grab a hold of the grandchild when you're sitting down trying to stand up. Lesson number one. Thanks, John. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the joyous Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's so good to see your faces, to see so many smiles out there. If you weren't smiling a second ago, you're smiling now, right? You don't want Pastor to be a liar. And so it is so wonderful to be here and to have the sun just pop out just now. Last Sunday in our assigned text, we focused on our response in becoming Jesus' disciple. And we heard that God's message to us was to choose life. That you always have an opportunity to choose. But that God wants you to choose life. Well, this week we focus squarely on God's nature. God's loving heart for us. God's loving heart and the joy that awaits us in heaven. And the joy that awaits us when we get to heaven. Now we get a sense of this in our Old Testament lesson. I loved it. Um, does God change God's mind? God does. We see this happening in the scripture. There's always love in God's heart. Oh, God may get upset with us, no doubt. But God's love supersedes anything else. And God changes God's mind from condemning to forgiving. But what most important is here is that God, in our witness, God chooses life over death. And even more important, God chooses you. God chooses you and me, a sinner. God is for you. God is for us. So much so that God seeks us out, never ever gives up seeking his beloved, always present, always near, even when we go astray, of which we do that summer. I was with my family. I was not quite as young as I was talking about earlier with our children's message, but a little bit older. 
maybe 12, 11 or 12. And uh, that particular summer, uh, the family, my mother, father, my sister, my brother, and myself were just outside of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, we were there because my dad's work. He was rebuilding a machine uh, near Richmond, Virginia, uh, a rebuild that required him to spend lots of time shutting down the machine and making the repairs to get it back up as soon as they could, get it back online. And as a result, rather than spending the summer without the family, we all were allowed to go. And we would spend the summer at the Holiday Inn. That was a big deal. I remember the sign of the Holiday Inn. It looked like a big party. It had the flashing lights, you know, and they always had a big pool. Um, I don't know if I knew how to swim at that particular time, but we would swim and we would sightsee and we would go and do things uh, together as a family. Dad wasn't always with us, but one particular day, it was overcast like yesterday, just kind of a cool day, maybe on Friday, no rain, no precipitation, but it wasn't going to be a day where you could spend time in the pool. Now, I had met a friend, I can't remember his name, um, I'm not even going to try. But uh, he was from New Jersey, and his uh, dad was working on the same machine, and we happened to be staying at the same Holiday Inn. And so we thought this would be a great day to go exploring. And so we are going to set off and have this adventure, and uh, there were railroad tracks that ran on the backside of the Holiday Inn. And my little brother Kyle, he couldn't have been very big, four, four years old, something like that. He wanted to tag along with us, and that, that was fine, you know, that was fine. So the three of us set off, this, this boy from New Jersey, myself, and my young little brother tripping along, didn't walk a straight line, and uh, we had uh, a, a wonderful time. I don't think I let my mother know that we decided that we were going to be explorers that day, and so you take off down the train tracks. Now, kids, you don't do this, right? That's the thing you don't do. I didn't learn it very well, did I? So we're going down the train tracks, and uh, maybe it was um, a less than busy day. Fortunate for us, we didn't see any trains, but we had walked for a long time, and it was an adventure because the tracks would be straight, and all of a sudden they turn, you're wondering what's around the bend, and then there would be another bend, and before we knew it, we landed at a rock quarry. Oh, three boys and a rock quarry. <laughs> Big machinery, but it wasn't working, so maybe this was a Saturday, who knows? Um, but at any rate, uh, we walked down the quarry, and what was in the base of the quarry but a, a, a body of water? Well, what little boys, with all the rocks in the world that you needed in the body of water, start skipping and throwing and playing? And that became a bore after a while, so then we went up and down the steep banks, and they would shift a little bit. And uh, anyway, finally we were interrupted by the hunger pain that we had in our stomachs and the thirst on our, in our mouth. And we came to our senses and said, oh, we probably need to go home, right? And we had lost all track of time. We had no idea what time it was. We probably left sometime after lunch, so we weren't very hungry at that time. But with the overcast, you couldn't get a measurement in the sky. You didn't know where the sun was to know how late it was in the afternoon. You didn't know east from west or west from east. And when you go back the way you come, it doesn't look the same, does it? You see the trees from the other side, right? You didn't see the trees. And so by the grace of God, we happened to make the correct turn. But we had no idea if we were on the right path. We did the best that we could. 
And we each took turns, uh, this boy and myself, carrying Kyle on our backs because by that time, this four-year-old, he had had it and he wasn't walking anymore and he held it together. But there was a tear coming down his cheek so I know that he was a little bit stressed and uh, I wasn't letting on that we were lost. So um, I remember catching sight of my mother and how did she react? No, she did not. She was like the father in the prodigal son story. She had been out looking for us and she opened her arms and there was no anger and came up and she hugged her boys. It's funny, my mom tells the story of the other lady. She just went to bed and took some nerve medicine or something. <laughs> but my mom went out and that's how she greeted us. And oh, did that feel good. I knew I messed up. Number one, I didn't tell her. Number two, you shouldn't be walking down train tracks. Number three, oh, the whole day. But her reaction stunned me. God's the same way with us, eager to find us, seeking us out, not scolding us, forgiving us, loving us, wrapping God's loving arms around each of us. Our gospel text has the same joy of finding the lost, his precious daughters and sons, God's search for us started long ago. We know the biblical story that centered upon the cross on which Jesus died for us in the resurrection, God for us. And it continues down through time and space to the very time that we were brought to the baptismal font. And we might have been screaming, but we were brought here in the loving arms of our parents, handed over to the pastor, trusted in faith, and then we share the words that Jesus taught us to go and to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God present and reaching out and claiming us and marking us with the cross of Christ forever. God seeks us out and comes to us. God is tenacious, never ever stopping. So tenacious. It continued on Sunday school. Today is the first day of Sunday school. Today we gather, we hear God's word for us again. Like today, we start anew and we hear that song that we're going to sing again at the end of this service, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And those in confirmation class and faith formation nights, they're going to learn about their faith and discovering their faith. It is their faith. God has planted it such a small seed, but it is theirs, and they witness the faith of others. Oh, they may not be interested at first what's going on. Oh, do we have to do all that memory work? Do we have to do all of this? But then something touches their hearts. Maybe it's years from now, reaching out. I've seen it happen here. God is at work in us. God continues to search and to seek us out, wanting you, wanting me, every time we hear the word proclaimed about the love of God for you. The word is more than a message, though, friends, more than a sermon. It's letting us know that he is there, he is ever-present, ever-loving us, even more so than my mother yearning to hold Kyle and I in her arms. And here's the truth. God will never give up. 
He's, his very nature is keeping on seeking. No matter what we do, no matter who we are. There is no sin that's too dark that excludes God from coming and grabbing a hold of us in his loving arms. There's no doubt so hopeless that he's not there to again, to be there for us. The very core and the bottom of it, like the water and the base of that deep rock quarry, he is there. He is there seeking you. Why? Because God loves you. Not only this, but the text tells us also something about the nature of God who seeks you out, who loves you. When he found the lost sheep, what did he do? What did the shepherd do? But he picked that sheep up, put it on his shoulders, and gently carried him back to the flock. He did not grab that sheep by the ear and say, Bad sheep, bad sheep. That's funny. Bah, bah. Oh, I'm sorry, it was just something that... Didn't think of that before. <clears throat> no. God cradled the sheep around his shoulders, holding gently. This is our loving, gentle, and caring God who seeks us. Know that God comes along with us lovingly, caringly, gently. This is God's true nature. And when that sheep was found or that lost coin was found, what happened? Did the old lady who found the coin quick run to the bank and make a deposit? No, she called all of her friends and neighbors together and they had a party. That which is lost is found, she proclaimed. And the feeling that flows through this text is pure joy of celebration and a party. As Jesus said, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Think of it. The joy, the happiness, that pure joy of heaven. For God says, great news. God, another one into the fold of eternal life. For that is what God seeks for us. The gift of life eternal. Joy. Phenomenal joy that God has for each of us. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us share the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. You'll find this on page 105 or the black inside cover of your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to invite the kids with the backpacks to come forward. And even if you don't have a backpack to come forward, and Luke, I'm going to have you come up here and help me with distributing out these blessings. And so come forward. All of our students who are starting school this year have already begun. Come on up here and look. If you want to make sure that everyone gets one of those to put on their backpack, go ahead and pass those out. Look at this. Wow. This is awesome. Boston, that backpack's as big as you are. All right.
Luke is passing out uh, a tag, a blessing, and uh, why don't I grab one of those so that people uh, sitting out in the pew know what it says here. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13, and the child who owns this backpack is blessed, loved, prayed for, and supported by our Wayne Zion Lutheran Church family, 2022. And so everybody got one? Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license. Number A-729734, all rights reserved.